Welcome to the House School Podcast. My name is Shane Allen from Keller Williams and the Anthem Utera team, joined as always by my good friend and yours, Justin Kiesel. Hello. Home inspector extraordinaire, all county home inspections. Justin, how the hell are you? Doing well. Nice day out right now. What is it? Late March. Yeah. Sun is out. Snow is melting off. It's been a rough March. Yeah, snow will be back soon. Um, so I started doing like an open mic on, on uh, Friday nights here in Rochester. And it's been every single Friday has been the worst like weather of the week. It's crazy. Finally getting a break, although I did see a gale warning. Yeah, we're going to get some high winds this, this uh, weekend. Yeah. But it's like our winter was super warm. And now our spring is winter. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. That's generally, that's been the sentiment. It's just like, oh no. So yeah, I mean, after these gale winds come in, I'm sure we'll do a podcast about my neighbor's fence. Yep. And uh, trees hitting my neighbor's <laughs> yeah. fence. But uh, today, Justin, we're going to be talking about asbestos. Okay. Uh, here, you want a little brief history of asbestos? Fire away. I'm sure you know this stuff already, but for the audience, you know. Remind me. Brief history of asbestos, a.k.a. the magic mineral, Justin. I do have to say it is pretty amazing stuff. It is great stuff, or was. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it the word asbestos, Greek origin, mm-hmm. uh, inextinguishable. Okay. So that makes sense, right? Okay. So what asbestos is, it's a fibrous, naturally occurring mineral. It's lightweight. It can resist high temperatures, mm-hmm. it can resist electricity, and chemical corrosion. Yeah. Phenomenal. Perfect. Right? Perfect. So great. They, we started sticking it into everything. There's actually evidence from back in the, the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. We were using asbestos in clay pots. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's news to me. Yeah. Back, uh, but it's heyday, really. It came in 19th century, Industrial Revolution. Asbestos was just like... Everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was everything. Mm-hmm. Extensively used in construction material, insulation, cement, uh, roofing. At one point, they loved asbestos so much, Justin. They were putting it into baby powder. Oh, my God. And toothpaste. <laughs> I knew the toothpaste. The baby powder. I knew that. I, I think I've seen oven mitts made out of it before, Good. too. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cute. Get a little baby, little baby asbestos <laughs> That's mittens wild. on and some baby powder on That's them. That's wild. Brush his little teeth with some asbestos. Oh, my God. Everything was going great. Uh, you know, whoever Danny Asbestos was, he was <laughs> yeah. killing it, yeah. raking in money, hand over fist, uh, until big science and medicine got involved, and they figured out that, hey, if you're exposed to asbestos... Uh, you're getting uh, diseases such as asbestosis. Mm-hmm. Never good when your material is then get the osis into it. Yeah, not good. No, you ever hear like mountain duosis? That's coming up. It's soon. probably coming. It's probably coming. It's probably coming. Where you, your hair turns yellow mm-hmm. and you cannot pee anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're Baja blasting <laughs> off to the next, yeah. you know, yeah. reality. Uh, lung cancer, methophemioma, metho- mesophilioma. That's the big one. Everybody knows that one. Mesothelioma. Uh-huh. Okay. I haven't seen the commercial enough about the lawyers telling me I'm entitled to compensation. All you got to do is watch the news for like three nights in a row and you'll you'll get the pronunciation because there's going to be a commercial there somewhere. Because the problem is with asbestos, when it's broken up or disturbed, small fibers, they become airborne where they're inhaled or swallowed, mm-hmm. and that can uh, irritate organ tissue and cause DNA damage. Mm-hmm. Not good. Uh, 
First, firm reports of asbestos-related cancer came from a German uh, from German doctors in the late 1930s. Okay. Late 1930s, German doctors were like, "This stuff, not good." And then everybody just ignored Germans. Of course. You know. <laughs> well, there's a lot of money going on. Yes. So. And listen, I know Germany. There's a history there. <laughs> we should have listened to them. <laughs> Because it wasn't until the 1960s that serious diseases like mesothelioma were firmly established as being caused by uh, asbestos exposure. Then it wasn't until 1989 that uh, asbestos manufacturer importation, processing, and distribution in commerce was uh, prohibited. Mm -hmm. The World Health Organization and the International Labor Organization has condemned its use um, since. It's, uh, but despite that, Still, at least 100,000 people are thought to die each year from diseases related to asbestos exposure, and uh, those affected by asbestos are strongly urged to seek legal help from asbestos cancer lawyers. So those mm -hmm. are those commercials, right? Yeah, yep. Um, concerns for homeowners and house hunters with mm -hmm. asbestos. Your danger zone really is... 1940 to 1975 built homes, right? Yeah. But you can, I mean... Doesn't mean that you're safe outside that. That's just like the major. That's when it was like everything was asbestos all the time. Yeah. So I would say any kind of older home, you can equate that to like 1800s. And um, if, if it was built after, I would gonna say like 80s, late 80s, or maybe even like 60 something, you know, we can go. It depends on the area, too. But um, a lot of times in the older homes, when they when they changed out ductwork or they changed out um, piping or anything like that, they did renovations during that era. The materials were probably containing asbestos. Yeah, I think the rule of thumb we go by is if your your home is older than 1980, you can just assume it probably contains at least some asbestos. Assume it's there. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so what are we talking about with asbestos? Where can you find it most commonly? And Justin, add add to this, please. Um, Thermal insulation mm -hmm. on basement boilers and pipes, yep. blown-in attic insulation, vinyl floor tiles, glue yep. that attaches floor tiles to concrete or wood, yep. uh, some forms of linoleum, um, you've got window caulking and glazing, mm -hmm. roofing material, usually on flat roofs, um, HVAC duct insulation, siding material, plaster, fiber, cement, and siding, and that's just like, I stopped the list there, it mm -hmm. goes on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you hit, like, the big ones. Yeah. So, like, 90% of the time that I see it, it's on the ductwork in the HVAC. Okay. Just came from a home about three hours ago that I had to have this same conversation with. It's like, there's material. They use it to, to seal up the ducts. It looks like white hockey tape, if mm. you're familiar with it. Okay, yeah. Kind of like, um, kind of rough, kind of, if, if you had a... If you cut a piece of blue jean and it was bleached and then you glued it to your, like it was white and you glued it to your ductwork, that's what it looks like. Like it's been mummified. Yeah. It looks like mummy tape. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. Sure. And it's, and a lot of times it's, it's in good shape. Sometimes it's like coming apart, you know, mm -hmm. and that's the, the, the stuff that we're concerned with. So as you alluded to before, when it comes apart, um, we're looking for the, the friability. So like if there's pieces of it that are coming off and becoming airborne and you can inhale it, that's that's no good. That's what's dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. But if it's in good shape, so like a lot of times, like when we see the siding, 
or we see um, like the the vinyl floors, a lot of times it's still in pretty good shape. Sure. Um, and therefore, you know, if it's not becoming friable, EPA says it's still okay to have in your house. Mm-hmm. You can you can go an extra step by covering it up with something else, vinyl siding. Usually, if it's flooring, the cheapest way is roll out sheet vinyl flooring, but anything else, okay. you know, anything else to go on top of it. Yeah. So, Justin, home inspection, is asbestos identification included in there? No. Okay. So, um, and that's strictly talking with legalities. So, I can't look at a material and say, there's asbestos in there. Yeah. Because I haven't sent a piece to the lab. Yes. So I'm going to say in my home inspection report, you have unknown material, okay? And usually the conversation I have with clients afterwards, you know, when we're going over the report is, this is going to say it has unknown material. This is what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. It most likely contains asbestos. Treat it like it does. You can have it tested if you want it to, but... The, the cheapest way is just to pretend like it does, mm-hmm. act like it does, cover it up, don't, don't remove it, that sort of thing. Like, like keep yourself safe um, around this stuff, but, you know, I can't, I can't outright say that it, that it contains asbestos. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, but are there, we just went through that whole list of them, are there building materials that are more hazardous than other ones? That depends on the circumstance. Okay. So if anything, let me take a step back. So, so usually the only time I'm going to recommend that you really have something tested and you really consider an asbestos abatement is if I find loose fill insulation sure. that is now migrating throughout the house. And what I mean by that is, and there's been a couple instances where I'll be in a basement or I'll be in the interior of a home and I'll find what appears to be vermiculite insulation mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple, there's, there's, there's more, there's a few instances of insulation that contains asbestos. So the, the most popular one was a brand name called vermiculite. There was one that was called zonalite. And there's a few other ones, and they usually end in light. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. there's been a few times where I've been going through a home, and I'm like, this is this is most likely asbestos containing insulation and that stuff is really easy to identify too because it looks like uh kind of looks like shiny kitty litter you know yeah and um and it's very light in in you know weight um but it's pretty sturdy like it's it's not really spongy it's pretty it's pretty dense so it's pretty obvious like once you know what you're looking for you you look at it and you're like oh that's that's what that is Mm -hmm. so if i find that it's moving throughout the house i.e it's it's moving through the walls to the point where i'm finding it in the basement i'm finding it in closets i'm finding it in the living space that's that's a that's a perfect opportunity for it to become airborne now because you're stepping on it you're vacuuming it up Mm -hmm. it's it's being broken down it's um we're accelerating the friability of it and that's when you can inhale it and that's when it becomes a safety issue sure so there hasn't been that many of those that i run into but it's not out of the realm of possibility okay Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, that then uh, that answers my question about like, how do I know if asbestos is in my house and stuff like that? That those that seems like the big one, uh, right? We touched on it. If your house is older than 1980, just assume it probably has some asbestos. If you're if you suspect that there's a part of your home where there's asbestos and it is you know the, the like issue causing like Justin's talking about where it's damaged, um, this is where you need to seal off the area. Right, if you can, you, this is where you need to get, uh, you know, to get it remediated, or you have to get a professional in there. You don't want to be dealing with asbestos yourself. Yeah, and abatement is um, really the the big thing that you're going to be paying for is is um, well, two things. One is to manage the air in the house so that the fibers don't don't travel and are not put into your living space. And then the second thing is going to be the material um, disposal. So it's going to be because it's labeled as a hazardous material. There's going to be a cradle to grave um, uh, paperwork that goes with who first picked it up to who's taking it to their for its forever site. You know, so you're paying for those those two big things. But the first thing is is your safety portion, and then the second thing is kind of like you know disposal. We'll we'll say okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's all standards for all removing and everything like that. Um, yeah, yes, we covered most of the stuff here. Inspector checks after removal or repair to ensure the area has been properly cleaned. Um, contact an asbestos abatement contractor. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess just talk more about that as far as, like, removing versus repairing. Okay. So... Removing is going to be a whole process done by a professional yeah. where they are going to cordon off an area and they'll, they'll most likely use air scrubbers or negative air machines, HEPA filters, all that kind of stuff to catch and move that fine particulate as they're, they're removing it, ripping it up and, and bagging it up and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a process as far as containment for the the affected areas of the home versus the non-affected areas of the home and so they're going to contain it with like you know they call it like um like uh zip walls it's basically just big plastic walls that they will that they'll install and um from that process they there's there's you have it as you have an asbestos inspector and then you have the abatements that that happen, okay. and then usually afterwards, I, I think there's a there's it's sim- very similar to mold, where I think afterwards they come through and verify. But I'm not entirely sure about that. So just because I don't do that, yeah. But um, but the abatement is the only way to verify that it's gone. Okay. The other thing you can do, and it is it is part of what the EPA will recommend sometimes is to just encapsulate the material that's there. Mm-hmm. So when I find when I find it on the ductwork, and I find it on ductwork a lot, I would say if you, if you pooled 10 home inspections that I do, probably three or four of them are mm. going to have this condition. Gotcha. So I see it I see it really frequently. Um, if you're going to go the route of encapsulating something, encapsulating is just covering it up to ensure that it's not you can't get to it anymore yeah so like if you take the most common thing which is the the tape on the ductwork i usually recommend to people to uh paint over it 
because sometimes agents or or uh, dads or uncles will be like, just tape over it, just get duct tape, tape over it, and then it's covered up. Well, it is, but the problem is that as you have a fluctuation of temperature mm. in the ductwork, the mastic, the glue that's on the underside of the duct tape will degrade, mm. and the the silver part of the duct tape will peel off, and then you're left with peeling duct tape that you have to peel off and do all over again, and you're worse off than when you started. Sure. So I suggest to paint this stuff. Um, Kills, which is the the primer company, they make a couple different products. One of them is restoration paint. Okay. And um, it's basically formulated to harden on a sh- like a shell on the exterior of this material. Okay. So it'll absorb into it. It'll harden on the outside. And it's going to keep all those fibers in place. Okay. So at the end of the day, it's going to be encapsulated. So you can't get to it. It's not going to be friable, uh, which is what we're trying to avoid in the long run. Is that, what do you think lasting is the life of the home? Oh, yeah. That's going to be it, from what, I mean, unless it, it gets like bumped or manipulated or damaged, okay. it's going to be a forever fix. Gotcha. You know? Okay. And you were saying too, with you were saying exciting, mm-hmm. just putting a layer over that you get to do siding is different okay so because it does not it's not within the building envelope yeah i and and don't quote me on this but i think it falls under different rules okay because it's not within the home yeah on the exterior of the home now if you have a contractor that is doing work and they're and they're going to abate it if or they're going to remove the siding mm-hmm. they have to follow all the protocol they're going to they're going to be in Tyvek suits they're going to do everything like that because OSHA demands it yeah um but a lot of times if you're just going to go over the top of it with vinyl siding you can just go over the top of it with vinyl siding okay or anything else all right um but again you can paint that stuff too and that's going to keep it, like if you have crack tiles or okay. some of it is uh, degrading a little bit, you can, again, paint it, and then it's going to be considered encapsulated. Same with same with the tape. What about, so I saw the term, like, jacketing it off. Okay. Is that, was that more insulation then? That's, I think what they're referring to there is um, back, is, is, is for a very specific installation. So, okay. like... Uh, for hydronic heat. So if you have a boiler system and they insulated the pipes uh-huh. with um, it, that stuff looks like uh, corrugated, I mean, I hate to use the word, but it looks like corrugated asbestos. It's because it's because I can't say it in the field, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you look at it and you're like, that looks like asbestos, okay. you know? So it's like white and chunky and like fluffy looking, and it looks like um, it looks like a really itchy woolly sweater. You know what I mean? Sure. And so you look at it and you're like, it looks old. I know it probably contains asbestos. You know all that all that good stuff. But anyway, back to your question. So when they when they cover this stuff, they have a material that's made for that because it's like long pipes. It's like long tubes. You know, and if you were to cut it in half, it looks like um, corrugated, you know, cardboard. Yeah. But it is all white and fluffy. Okay. So they they make this stuff that that are also tubes, and um, it has like a, a quick little wrap of like um, 
foam, kind of like cushion kind of material. And then it has like a, a plastic tube that's on the outside. And it's kind of like a clamshell. They'll, they'll put the clamshell over, they'll close it, and then they seal it on the top. Okay. And that's, you're basically putting a new jacket over that material. Gotcha. So I, th- I think I, th- I think what they're referring to there is a very specific type of um, encapsulate. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that covers my questions about asbestos. Justin, is there anything else that people should be on the lookout for or they should know about asbestos? I mean, I think th- those are the big ones, right? It's like asbestos, very scary, but it's also something that is not that big of an issue unless you are trying to do repairs or you find mm-hmm. in the home that it has been disturbed or damaged. Exactly. I mean, a lot of times I... Um, when I'm doing a home inspection, I kind of have to take some of the the, the mystique out of asbestos, um, and you know it it sounds very scary, but it can be managed. Um, but sometimes we get to that point where it's like a lot of it. Can, and so I'll take a step back. A lot of it can be managed just with like homeowner stuff, mm-hmm. paint it, vinyl floor. Um, that's 90% of the asbestos that I see. Okay. But occasionally it's like you got to call a professional for this one. Gotcha. You know, and I, and sometimes I do have clients that are just like like no, absolutely not. Has to go help. You know, mm-hmm. I had one I had one girl um I found asbestos I found vermiculite in the in the uh attic space. But didn't know it was there until I got up in the attic. Yeah. You know? And a lot of it was actually covered with um, other fiberglass insulation. So I had to tell her, I'm like, I, this, it, this looks like vermiculite. It most likely contains asbestos. You can have it tested if you want it to. Um, or you can just treat it like asbestos, you know. And um, she was so freaked out. And she, I'm like, but it is in your attic space. It's, and it's, you know, it's, it's up there. Theoretically, air is going to be moving through your house to your attic and out your attic. So we shouldn't be really getting any mixing of the air, you know? So I wouldn't be overly concerned with the way it is in its current state. Yeah. You can have an abatement, of course, of course. But I, I don't think it's warranted at this point. And she looks me down in the face and goes, what if I'm sitting on my couch and there's an earthquake and the ceiling <laughs> breaks? And it all comes falling into my. And I just, I'm like, you have bigger problems at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think the roof of collapsing in on you is going to kill you fast. That's probably that's probably it. But I, yeah, I know I get it. I mean, it's one of those things where you go over as a as a person that's house hunting. Is this something that you are freaked out about? Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've had a similar thing where it's like these people fell in love with a home, mm-hmm. we went and checked it out, and it was like. It, it, pretty much pretty clear that it was siding was made of asbestos mm-hmm. yeah. siding yeah and then that was just like we didn't even go into the house like they we, were done. we made it to the driveway they were and they done. were like nope <laughs> okay like, oh, all right on to the next one uh, just, that's and, your preference that's and fine. that's fine and that's fine you know and if it as a buyer you have to gauge your comfort level yeah like some people don't know their elbow from you know a hammer and and it's like it's like and that's fine too because I don't know geoanalytics or whatever 
you know commodities or anything like that so <laughs> it's tough to know commodities so so it's like you do what what you're comfortable with and what you're a professional at and if you especially if you don't have the means for an abatement because an abatement is going to be one of the most expensive things you do at a house sure like if you if you go through it and it's not even like you get a new furnace afterwards or a new roof or the house looks different you just you can just say there was asbestos and now it's gone yeah but you're still out between 12 and 30,000. dollars I think the I think the cheapest one I saw was 12,000. Jeez. Yeah. And there was another one that was like I think they wanted 55 for it. You're talking about a whole house? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, at vermiculite insulation oh, okay. in the attic Got space. It. Okay. But I did do one where there was they wanted the the flooring taken out and they wanted all the um uh the boiler wrapping taken out too. And this this was a particularly large home. It was like a, a, a mid century modern. It was mm-hmm. very cool, but it was it was large, and I think they wanted like twenty five for that. Ooh. So, but that's what I mean. It's like you don't get a new you don't get new appliances. You don't get you don't get to you don't get to list it when you list a house as like new such and such yeah. x date. And you definitely don't want to say asbestos abatement on X date. It's sure. just because it can be off-put sometimes. Sure. So, you know, not a fun way to spend your money. But, I mean, uh, the flip side of that coin is, right, if you're if it's like that house that I was talking about with the asbestos siding, you know, you say new siding. You can say new siding. That's correct. Right? That's the one. Mm-hmm. you got to think about that with the people that are coming to check out your house, you know. But, all right, so I think we, we've covered asbestos pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I would say the main takeaway is it. It's something that if you find it in a home, you got to do something about it most of the time. Um, but largely, it can be relatively cheap and easy to manage. Gotcha. So asbestos. That's the main reason why you home inspectors put on your big Darth Vader mask before you go into an attic, right? Largely, yeah. Or just do anything. I mean, squirrel poops and like just fiberglass too. You know, I, 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 I suck in enough fiberglass, and I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's been the uh, House School podcast. I'm Shane. That's Justin. Uh, catch him all county home inspections or uh, hit me up, Keller Williams, the Anthony Butera team. Happy to help you out with any questions you have about your home or buying a home. And uh, we'll catch you next time here on the House School podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.